Hello, and welcome back to the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I'm your host, Nermeen Jasani, and we are going to answer a very common question that I get from a lot of attorneys, and that question is this. What are the three law firm KPIs that I need to track every month so that I know that my law firm is heading in the right direction? So friends, if you don't already know, then this season on the podcast, I have been pulling out questions from my own book, Zero to a Million, How to Grow a Wildly Successful Law Firm. And these are the most common questions that I get from attorneys. And I put them all into this book. That book is available for purchase right below. And what I want you to do is get that book before March 31st, because if you do, I will respond to one question that you have about your law firm, and that's included in the cost of the book. Without further ado, let's talk about law firm KPIs. Okay, first let me tell you what a KPI is. A KPI means a key performance indicator. The really important thing about KPIs is that it's in the definition, but I see people doing this wrong a lot of times. You don't wanna to measure too many things. Why? Because that doesn't make it a key performance indicator. If it is truly a key performance indicator, there's only three to five of those. You're not gonna have 700 key performance indicators. You're gonna have three that truly move the needle. You're gonna have five that truly grow your firm. Now I know that there are some attorneys who wanna measure everything and by all means measure everything, but don't make it a key performance indicator, okay? I want you to really focus on just the ones that are going to give the most bang for the buck by following them or by working on improving them. I know a lot of firms that don't have any key performance indicators that they follow they just assume there's money in the bank and everyone's getting paid. So yay, wonderful, everything's fucking great. But that is not true. That is not a good way to run a business. And the effective way to run a business is by making sure that you're heading in the right direction and key performance indicators are red light, green light. They tell you if you need to stop and reassess something or green light, go, 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 everything is looking great. So I'm gonna share with you in this episode the three KPIs I think every single law firm needs to make sure that you're measuring. I don't care if you're a teeny little solo who just started out or a big corporation who's been around for like a really long time, all right? These three KPIs are crucial for you to measure no matter the size of your law firm, no matter how many years you've been practicing. I don't care, make sure you measure these. Hey law firm owners. Take two seconds right now and please hit the like and subscribe button below. It goes a long way for the growth of this channel that just helps other law firm owners like you do the right things to grow their practice. Thank you so much. In the law firms that I work with and the KPIs that I build with them, oftentimes we can agree to the KPIs, but then there's no system to measure it. What I mean is that if I'm telling you to make sure that you are tracking profitability, you have to get your books on time from your bookkeeper or from your accounting department to see, am I profitable this month? I see way too often people who let their bookkeepers slide and they don't review the books until six months later. They're like, oh, hey, by the way, where are my books? No, that is not 
ineffective way of running a law firm. You need to make sure that you're looking at your books every single month, literally every single month. That's what you got to do. Now, once you've identified what the system is going to be to track these numbers, because you will need a system, you need to make sure that you're not only tracking them, but you're able to get the data. Okay. You got to have a system for getting that data out of it because if you can't get the data, you have no idea what direction you're going and you're just basically going to be a headless chicken running around, not knowing what to do. So you don't want that to be you, even though that's where a lot of firms are when they start working with me and that's okay. I don't want you to feel bad about it, but realistically speaking, if you want to actually grow your firm, these are the three things that you need to have and you need to be tracking KPIs. I, as a business owner, have tracked my KPIs since the beginning and I still continue every single month to track my KPIs. I have a monthly check-in that I do. I have a CFO that I work with. We go through my numbers together. I make sure that I'm not the point of failure in reviewing KPIs. So make sure that you're not the point of failure in reviewing KPIs. If you need accountability, then I highly recommend that you get your bookkeeper or someone else on your staff that you trust to review these numbers with you because it goes a really long way for growth. And what I often find with account with lawyers is that, you know, they have good intentions. They really want to track this stuff, but then a case deadline comes up, someone quits. You got a, you got a new filing system in place. You've got 17 million things going on at once and about 16 million of those things is a fire that needs to be put out immediately. So I get it. You can be very well intentioned, but if you don't have a place or someone who's going to hold you accountable for getting these things done, you're just not going to be able to grow your firm. So beyond knowing which KPIs to use, you need to make sure that you've got a system to track those KPIs. You got to make sure that you've got a system to get that data. And then you got to have an accountability person, whether it's me, whether it's someone on your team, whether it's your husband, I don't care who it is. Make sure you've got someone who's holding you accountable to review these numbers with you. They don't need to be in finance to know, to know anything about your KPIs. All they need to know is this was your goal. Did you meet it or not? It's that freaking simple. That, that's really all it is. It is not a, well, let's analyze all of this. It's just, did we meet this? Yes or no. And you sometimes need to have that conversation with someone else because oftentimes I find that law firm owners are very emotionally hard on themselves and they don't like looking at the numbers because they feel bad. They feel like they're not working hard enough. They feel like they're not focusing on the right things. I get it. It's part of being human and it's part of being a business owner. I equate that to the feeling of not wanting to stand on the scale after the holidays. We just got out of the holiday season. I'm sure if I asked any of you to stand on the scale, you'd be like, hell fucking no. But it is still something that you need to do so that you know what direction you're going in with your firm. Am I going up or am I going down? Where am I going? And it's okay if you want to go up or down or wherever you want to go, but you just need to know that it's moving in the direction that you want it to. And without data and without accountability, you're never going to be able to know that information or have any of that sort of like being a little bit lost like do I go left. Do I go right? I have no idea. This is going to tell you exactly what direction you need to go in. So let's talk about these three KPIs. The first KPI that I recommend that every single law firm owner needs to track is profitability. I see too often law firm owners who are tracking revenue. 
great, but I don't give a fuck about your revenue. I care about your profitability. You could literally be making, and I've worked with firms that are making five, $10 million a year. And then when I ask them about profitability, they're negative. What the fuck happened? How are you fucking negative in profitability? And how are you not paying attention to the fact that you are not running a profitable business? Are you sleeping? Not actually sleeping, but sleeping on the numbers. Yes. Not paying attention to them for sure. Boasting about revenues, top line revenues, instead of what your actual net profitability is. Now, there's several reasons why your net profitability is important, but let me tell you, if you ever wanna sell your business or if you are looking to merge your business with another business, what they're looking for is not your top line numbers, they're looking for your profitability, right? Anytime you sell a business, they're looking at your EBITDA, they're not looking at your top line, they're looking at basically what you're making almost at the bottom, okay? So I want you to really start focusing hard on your actual profitability. I do not care about your revenue. Now there's a few places that you can get your profitability numbers. Hopefully you have a bookkeeper who's giving you your monthly numbers every month. That would be your gross revenue minus your gross expenses. That line at the bottom is gonna be how much you profited that month. If you're negative, if it's zero, you really need to have a moment with yourself of what kind of a business do I want to run? Is this the business I want to run where I'm not profitable? You might have to look at either generating more business or cutting costs. Those are the only two ways to increase profitability. This is not rocket science. It's very simple. There's two factors and you just, you just play with it. Like you would, you are, if you are, you know, on a music board and you're trying to get like the pitch perfect and the sound perfect and the bass perfect, that's exactly what you're doing here. Okay. You're just playing with the numbers. Now beyond profitability, there's other two very important KPIs that I want you to track. The second KPI that I want you to track is what is the source of your client? Where did that client come from? I know so many attorneys who know in their head, where that client came from. But like I said, you need a system that you can track that has data that you can pull. Your brain is not a fucking system. Okay. I need something that's an Excel spreadsheet. It's a Google sheet. I keep my client's data inside of Airtable because I can do all sorts of cool stuff with it. But that is my preference. I need you to track the source of the client. I get that a lot of you want to track these things in Clio, but putting it in Clio is not a way to actually do data analysis. I can't run data on something in Clio. I have to pull that data out of Clio and then I have to put it into Airtable, which is a process that is not fun for anyone. So please make sure that the system that you are using is at the very least a Google sheet. Okay. It doesn't have to be Airtable if you don't want it to be, but I need a Google sheet that literally says name of client, how they found out about me. And I will be honest, so many of you make mistakes during your consulting process where you're in the um, consultation and you're talking about how great you are and what it's going to cost and you're getting the client facts and that's all great and fucking wonderful. But what you're not tracking that you need to be tracking as a business owner is how they found out about you. Okay. Here's why that is so important. 
so many attorneys are doing SEO. By the way, you're all fucking doing SEO, which means you're all competing against each other. And you just have to know that. And I don't care how many marketing people hate me for it, but like you're all doing SEO and you're all just competing with each other. And that's just what it is. Anyway, all of that to say that you need to know if your marketing efforts are actually paying off. So let's say you're doing YouTube, you're doing SEO and you're doing Instagram. If you're not asking that question, how did you find out about us? You have no idea which of those three expenses, Instagram, YouTube, or SEO is paying off. So you know what happens? You continue paying for these very expensive services, your YouTube editor, your, your Instagram, your social media specialist, and your, uh, your SEO specialist. You keep paying for these things because you assume that you're getting clients from there, but you haven't paused to ask that question in your fucking intake. So please, please, for the love of God, ask that question. It's not that difficult. It takes two seconds. Hey, how'd you hear about me? That's it. It is that simple. Then you start collecting that data. You have a system for it. Then we start pulling the information out of it to see, well, let's see, in 2022, we spent $40,000 on SEO. Of the $40,000, we only got two clients who eventually hired us. We had 10 consultations or we had 40 consultations, but only two hired us. And the amount of money that we made from those two consultations was $20,000 and we spent 40. Guess what that means? You made no money. That was a wasted marketing effort. But until you start tracking that data, you have no idea what's working. And in the meantime, you're like, well, maybe I should stop working with that YouTube person. They're charging me a lot and I don't think I'm making any money. But if you ask the question, how did you hear about us? And you got five clients from YouTube and the five clients who hired you paid you $30,000 and you're talking about turning that thing off that has generated revenue for you where you spent, let's say $10,000 and you made 30 and you're thinking about turning it off because you don't have that data. When I ask you to track the source of your client, it really helps you pinpoint and figure out what's working for my marketing and business development and what's not. What can I cut off? What is a waste of my time? What is a waste of my money? It is a resource that you are spending, whether it be time or money, but we wanna make sure that you're still conserving it, which means we need to be able to know, is this thing fucking working or not? Now we're gonna to go to the third and final KPI that I want you to track. And for a lot of clients, they're like, why do I need to track this? This feels stupid. There's a reason for it. The third KPI I want you to track is the type of case that you are working on with that client. You need to know the kind of work that you did for them. Was it child custody? Was it a divorce? Was it a prenup? What was the thing that you did for them? So often I see family attorneys who are just like, we do all the family law, high conflict, low conflict, no conflict, immediate settlement. <sighs> it's a lot. It's a lot you need to be able to figure out what buckets are actually driving revenue for your practice. And that's why you need to track the type of case it is. If you started seeing that in 2020, you had zero prenups and in 2022, you did 40 prenups. And not only that, but those 40 prenups 
made you $100,000. And not only that, but you also got referrals to other people to do their prenups. That is a really good like piece of data. Okay. You can take that data and decide, oh my God, maybe I should stop doing child custody and just focus on prenups. That really feels like something that could save my staff some energy, cut my, cut my inefficiencies, because as we know, child, child custody has a lot of emotions and processes and steps and all of that kind of stuff. If that eases the burden in your practice, then by collecting the type of case that you worked on with that client, it's gonna help you significantly. All right, let me also tell you another example of how tracking the type of case that you're working on can help you when it comes to marketing. So if let's say, for example, you are an estate planning attorney and you notice that you have an uptick in doing cases for people above the age of 70 where you know they they've got all these assets but they've never really had the time where they've always been nervous about writing their will and with the pandemic and everything that's happened they're finally at a place where they can write this will. wonderful amazing i also then want you to capture all of that information and i want you to be able to say oh i've done a lot of these well what if on my website and in the business networking groups i'm in i said I do wills for people above the age of 70. Does that make me stand out from the other 20 estate planning attorneys? Probably. Okay, cool. Great. Yeah. And can I charge a little bit more for that? Yeah, I think I could because I've done 40 of these where, you know, these other estate planning attorneys are just doing cases for young people and I'm doing it for people who are much older, where, where death is, is going to be a lot closer for them. So I really want you to think about these things as you are looking at these key performance indicators. It's not just that we're tracking it for, for Nermeen's sake because she said on a podcast that this is what you need to do. No, use that data to grow your firm. Figure out what the data is telling you. Am I succeeding? Am I failing? Where are my clients coming from? What is the type of case that this is? What's the marketing activity that's not giving me the ROI that I need? Ask these questions so that you know what direction your firm is going in, so that you are on a road of make a right at the second turn, and then you're gonna go left at the light, and then you're gonna go here. So you have exact directions of where you need to go. Okay, friends, that's everything for this podcast episode. If you are still confused about KPIs and what you should track and all that good stuff, please, please go buy a copy of the book. I will answer your one question. As I've said in other episodes, it is the deal of the year. I don't always offer something like this where I'm just going to answer one question, but definitely go check out the book. And if you got any value from this episode, please like, subscribe, share with other people. It goes a really long way for this podcast and people like you who can actually learn how to grow their law firm the right way, not some sleazy, scammy way. Thank you, my friends, for being here, and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.